Welcome back to Yesterday Today. We are your co-hosts, Jazzy and Sabrina. We are back with another brand spanking new episode. Well, <laughs> Sabrina's eye rolling currently. She doesn't... <laughs> you know what? You could do these intros. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't like brand spanking new. Why? I don't know. It's, I think it reminds me of like Cartoon Network or something. I think that's where I got that from. Okay, well. <laughs> Back in the day. <laughs> Just stuck with me over these years. Mm-hmm. Um, well, today we have lots to discuss. I feel like I say this every week. <laughs> Things happen every single week. So that's what we're here for. Imagine if nothing ever happened. Like the I, world was still. I mean... I don't know how I feel about that. I think well, I would be very uncomfortable. <laughs> we got a glimpse of that, I guess, in the beginning of the pandemic. Yes, that's true. Nothing happened. Nothing was happening. Just, like, sat there, and it was, like, eerie outside. And I could not find a Nintendo Switch to purchase anywhere. <laughs> I, I managed to, like, get the last one that GameStop had. <laughs> now I don't touch it, so that's <laughs> because yeah. things are opening again. So. I guess so, yeah. I play Mario Kart a lot less on my phone now, so... <laughs> Well, welcome back to the the world that we kind of knew it as. I mean, obviously things have are different now, but it's a good different, I think. Do you? For the most part, except what we're going about to get into. Okay. So, <laughs> today, um, well, now we're going to be discussing Texas. So Texas likes to, you know, get themselves in the news lately, but not, never for any good reasons. <laughs> um, this is just... I never wanted to move to Texas, but now I really don't ever want to move to Texas. Um, So Governor Greg Abbott just signed into law this last Wednesday a legislation that prohibits abortion once a fetal heartbeat is detected, um, which is effectively banning most abortions in the state. Um, So this restriction basically puts Texas as like the forefront, um, one of the first um, among states challenging the boundaries of Roe versus Wade, which I'm sure everyone knows, 1973 landmark Supreme Court case. Um, So Republicans are just doing doing the most this year. They're they're doing (laughs) it. They're trying to just restrict women's rights. And I feel like we're in another episode of Handmaid's Tale. Um, the, the law is slated to go into effect on September 1st. Um, and at that point, abortions will be allowed in Texas only prior to the presence of a fetal heartbeat. Now, like I said before, the fetal heartbeat can be detect- detected at six, mu- uh, six weeks. Um, and this is huge because... Most women don't even know they're pregnant. I was just going to say that. At six weeks. Yeah. Um, Think about it. It's like two weeks after the woman's last uh, two. Yeah. Two weeks after um, a missed period. So most women don't know. They're like. I don't think it's even two weeks after. It is. It it, it is. Technically, Because like technically you can. They do the due date based on like the first day of Mm -hmm. like. Before you have your period. Correct. Right? Yeah. So, yeah, it's it's six-week ban essentially bans abortions outright, if you think about it. Like, because no women, no woman knows for the most part. I mean, some people track their, their periods excessively, or if you're trying to conceive, you're right. more likely to be doing that. But most women, especially, um, you know, women in, in cases of rape or incest or anything like that, they might not know, you know? Right. And which is disgusting. Um, So federal judges have blocked similar laws in other states. 
Um, but because this legislation has some tricky wording, um, it's prohibiting public officials from enforcing the law and leaving it up to private citizens to sue violators. It's just going to back up the entire court system, and more than likely, it's just going to be a mess. Um, so I'm curious to see how this is all plays out. Um, but, I mean, you, now you can't get an abortion after six weeks there. So I would like to know why men continuously get involved in female reproductive rights. I, I, I wish I knew, too. I'm tired of it. It just makes no sense. It makes zero sense. Like, it does not affect you at all. At all. So why are you in my uterus? Exactly. (laughs) And then I always, like, think about the people that support these politicians. Like, the men that do, and even the women that do. And I'm like... women. I'm like, yeah. I went through Twitter, and a lot of people, obviously, were outraged. Um, But someone was like, hey, Texas women, how do you feel about this? And one woman responded, was like... I'm fine with it. And I'm like, girl, why? Like, you don't even have a reason why. She's like, it seems a little excessive, but, you know, um, I'm fine with that. You know, you should, it doesn't matter to me. I'm like, it doesn't matter to you, but it matters to plenty of women that now their rights are restricted. They're not able to go and get an abortion if they want to. Right. Um, I'm reading a book right now as always, um, called uh, <laughs> Mediocre. Um, mm-hmm. Basically, it's all about how white women, I mean, white men have a dangerous legacy in this country. Mm-hmm. And the author, oh gosh, I don't know how to pronounce her name. Ijima? Or, I think that's how you pronounce it. Um, she mentions how like white women are okay with these types of politicians and these types of men in their lives because they also are just so used to the system. That they feel comfortable with it too, so they don't want the change either. It's fascinating. It like, is. Why? Like it just doesn't make sense to me. That like, I mean, you, you see it when it's like women for Trump, and you're like, yeah, he doesn't want, like, he doesn't support any of your rights, right? <laughs> <laughs> so why are you sitting here with a shirt on that says Trump 2020? <laughs> it makes no sense. <laughs> but I mean. This is scary. I know there is a Supreme Court case that is coming up that is going Mm -hmm. to be discussing the Roe versus Wade. Um, And I can't even believe in the year 2021, this is something that we're even having a discussion about. We're backtracking. We are 100% backtracking. I think about that even more so now, like, especially with the attacks on people, like, uh, the Asian Americans and now mm-hmm. we're having like anti-Semitic attacks too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we literally are going backwards. A hundred percent backwards. I'm like, wh- what happened to this country? Well, I mean, we know the, co- the country's always been a little bit of a mess, but like, always, <laughs> but, but it's now that worse. we have politicians, like basically saying that it's okay to do those things. That's why people are acting out. Yeah, you have people of power spewing really disgusting rhetoric. It's going to happen. Exactly. They're like, oh, well, they said it, so it must be okay for me to do it. Right. Mm-mm. No, it's not. It's very no, dangerous. It's not. You know, what did they say, like, back in the day? Like, if your friend jumped off a bridge, would you do that? <laughs> That's something, like, our parents would say. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, it depends on if there's a, a bungee cord attached to it or not. <laughs> Um, but Texas, get it together, okay? I have had it with you. Um, I will 
probably I see here's the thing I like the idea of Austin and I want to visit Austin but I don't like the idea of Texas so yeah no I don't want to give money to Texas when I go there to visit but I want to visit Austin um so if Austin can just like somehow get out of Texas <laughs> I'm totally down to visit and just you. be its own island yes <laughs> okay <laughs> island of Te- uh, island of Austin that makes yeah uh, okay listen you never know these days okay <laughs> 51st state all right <laughs> moving on okay so this is big news and i'm actually happy about it because anyone that's watched a lot of cnn during the presidential election is very happy about this news <laughs> so cnn has dropped rick santorum as their senior political commenter why you ask why well (laughs) um in late april um rick santorum had made controversial comments about native americans at the fight for religious freedom seminar he said that pilgrims created a quote-unquote blank slate from quote-unquote nothing what (laughs) yeah so he told the crowd this is a quote now what i'm saying this is a quote from rick santorum um we birthed a nation from nothing I mean, there was nothing here. I mean, yes, we have Native Americans, but candidly, there isn't much Native American culture in American culture. What? It was born of the people who came here pursuing religious liberty. Rick. (laughs) So Rick Santorum is a former uh, Republican senator from Pennsylvania. He and Van Jones would, like, always get into it if you watch a lot of the commentary. Mm-hmm. And you could tell, like, Van was, like, over it. Because Rick would, a lot of times, like, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Not approve, but, like, he wouldn't condemn, let's just say, he wouldn't condemn, like, any of Donald Trump's rhetoric rhetoric mm-hmm. during um, the presidential election. He'd kind of be like, yeah, I think it's okay. And everyone would be like, what's wrong with you? Right? <laughs> and eventually he had to be like, oh, okay, well, I guess it's bad. <laughs> like, it just was, like... He's yeah, he's not the smartest less than in the shed. Smart. Um, so just as a reminder to everyone out there that we don't have Native American culture in this country mm-hmm. because they were killed mm-hmm. <laughs> by there you go. by the white people who came here. Mm-hmm. Um, there was no cohabitating. So. <laughs> If we cohabitated, we might be more heavy, heavily influenced by Native American culture, but right. they, they, they weren't given a choice. It. They tried it with Thanksgiving and the pictures with the pilgrims and the Native Americans. By they, you mean like educators? Yes. <laughs> like, I yes, definitely thought we were cohabitating during Thanksgiving, that's for sure. Right, right. Those that's the not the case at all. Meanwhile, like, Native <laughs> Americans really like a lynch somewhere on the side of a road. Right. Right. But whatever. Um, so Fawn Sharp, who is the president of the National Congress of American Indians, had been quoted saying, Rick Santorum is an unhinged and embarrassing racist who disgraces CNN and any other media company that provides him a platform. Ooh. Televising someone with his views on Native American genocide is fundamentally no different than putting an outright Nazi on television to justify the Holocaust. Mm-hmm. So I agree with that statement. Yeah. I mean, Rick Santorum, after his appearance at the fight for religious freedom seminar, 
Um, he appeared on Chris Cromo's CNN show at nine o'clock p.m. Eastern for those who watch. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, mom watches. Oh. <laughs> um, he had said that he misspoke and he was not trying to dismiss Native Americans. He went on to say they have a huge impact, partic- particularly in the West and many other areas of the country where they have a huge impact on American culture. What? <laughs> like, I don't in even know world? what that means. <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> In the West, like, see, where? Uh, maybe he played like the Oregon Trail or something, and he's <laughs> <Right>? like, <laughs> he's associating that on his hunt for gold. He's like, what? oh, I see a lot of Native American influence. <laughs> yeah, so I'm sure we'll see Rick on like Newsmax. Oh my gosh, he's so problematic. Go away. Very, which is why he, I'm sure Newsmax is what he did. They're like drafting up a contract right now. Oh, I'm sure. Oh, what a mess. Well, good riddance. Goodbye, Rick. Goodbye, Rick. (laughs) I'm curious to see what like Republican they're going to replace him with. Mm. Because I'm sure they're going to want like a Republican. They They usually want like some sort of outsider opinion on there. Do you think they'll have like a more moderate Republican? Liz Cheney. Oh, right. Liz Cheney would actually be good. Yeah. I would be interested in Liz Cheney. Me too. Because she is a Republican, but is, like, coherent. Yeah, she understands, like, what She knows right from wrong. Correct. (laughs) Ooh, okay, Liz. Yeah. That's, okay. I'm putting that in for my nomination. Yeah, I, I also agree. I second that nomination. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, another round of problematic people, Kendall Jenner. So, <laughs> she currently um, has a new brand coming out. Um, it's 818 is her new tequila brand. Uh, but this past week, she released some new promo videos and photos uh for the brand which people are now complaining and saying that she is appropriating um mexican culture this is not the first time she has been under fire for appropriating something i don't know if you guys remember the 2017 pepsi ad when she was appropriating civil rights movements where she literally was ditching a photo shoot to join a group of protesters in the street and like calms the police officer with a can of pepsi Mm, that'll do it Uh, so i guess that's that's a mistake we made this past summer then we didn't give the cops a can of pepsi yes we we missed we messed up didn't she also like do a vogue photo shoot where she was wearing an afro yes i believe that was also something else she's done you know what's interesting is that like okay this might be an unpopular opinion, but she's not the creative behind those projects. I was just about to say that. I was like, I think her creative team hates her. Yeah. Like, <laughs> they, they absolutely hate her. They keep putting her in these positions. But it's like, also, I think it has to be to a point where it can also be like, this seems wrong. Like, I think she's just, I, I think she was just kind of, I think she needs to speak up though and like, and knows. educate herself. Well, yeah, she needs to educate herself, but I think she actually just doesn't know. She thinks like, "Oh, this must be trendy and fun. I trust the this creative team. They yeah, maybe helped she me get this to, far." Mm, but I think it's just, time to rethink. 
It's a little less than smart, man. Yeah. Um, Sorry, go on. So her 818 ad, um, I don't know if you actually looked at it. I did. No. Um, She was seen riding a horse through an agave farm Mm. in Mexico wearing braided pigtails um, before cheersing her liquor with her native farmers. Um, People called her... Uh, outfit to be migrant chic. What the heck does that even mean? So, like, migrant workers on those farms are usually wearing, like, a, a specific outfit, but she just made it, like, migrant chic. I'm using air quotes. Um, <laughs> uh, so, and she was like, is this what you think Mexicans do? They ride horses and on agave for- farms and wear their outfits with braided pigtails? Like, mm girl. Um, so she turned off her comments on her Instagram where she posted it, um, and people are just fed up with her, which is interesting because she is not the first white celebrity to have a tequila brand. Yeah. That's also Um, my other question. So like like, Shane Mitchell isn't, yeah, George Clooney, Shane Mitchell, Mm -hmm. I don't think has Mexican heritage. I don't know. And she has a tequila brand as well. Or like she sells like flavor tequila, which I actually want to try. Yeah, there's quite a few. And like Bethany Frankel, skinny girl. um, So does um, Guy Fieri has one. Yeah. So like there's quite a few celebrities that are white and they have tequila brands. But I think it's just the marketing behind it is just like, girl. um, It's questionable. It's questionable. Um, So... I'm I see I like tequila. Me too. I, I love I tequila. Like, I love George Clooney's Casamigos. I don't know if he's actually even a part of it anymore. He's not he sold it. I think yeah. he did. I love um, Casamigos. I love Don Julio. Mm-hmm. So, but you know, people are just saying like there's plenty of great Mexican brands that come from Jalisco and you should be um, you know, buying those rather than the the celebrity brands. Um, which I know, I understand. I try to buy black owned stuff as much as i can um yeah. but uh and then kendall jenner i'm not i'm not about to support so i will <laughs> say i do have a question for the people what should have kendall's outfit or looked like is that their issue was just the outfit for this commercial that's it? i think it was yeah it was really the outfit and how she portrayed the migrant workers in okay um on her brand it's just like like why weird like it's kind of just a weird angle to take the tequila like are you trying to get mexicans to want to drink your product and that's why you're approaching it from that maybe it was like her way of being like or whoever created this idea like this way of showing like authenticity like we're going Mm -hmm. we're getting straight from the plant Possibly, but there might be a better way of doing that. Well, so yes. There definitely is. on a horse <laughs> with private pigtails. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> even if they showed, like, the freaking factory experience. I don't know. Like, I'm, from, like, plant to bottle. Yeah. And don't even show any... Don't show her in it. Right. Like... Like, you can be in the marketing photos of, like, maybe you drinking or holding it. Exactly. But, like, if you're going to do a promo video, just... Just keep yourself out of it. Maybe. I think if Kendall Jenner was smart, um, she would attach her name but not attach her face. Because I don't associate Kendall Jenner as a luxury brand for some reason. Like, my brain doesn't go, ooh, Kendall Jenner, a luxury brand. Ooh, mm-hmm. I want to try this product because this makes me feel luxurious. But if she just, like, 
made the product and it was good and then her name just happened to be attached to it like further down the line and realize i think more people would actually try the product before and they probably wouldn't receive backlash either yep okay maybe i need to be a part of your creative team (laughs) kendall jenner (laughs) so well blessings whatever she's so rich no matter what so who cares i know right you're doing just fine yeah do you really need this probably not but people are fans so they'll probably still drink it i am curious i'm so curious about what the tequila tastes like though i don't know because like casamigo is very smooth i enjoy it yeah but i think don julio is smoother i've never actually had don julio yeah and i only like clear tequilas Mm -hmm. like i don't like reposados but i do love a mezcal I love a mezcal. It's delicious. Yeah. Mmm. Set smoky. Mmm. Mm. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. Okay. So, moving on to our game this week, which is just another resurgence of Is It Worth It? All right. So, you want to start off, Sabrina? Yeah. Um,. <laughs> I've been watching Hulu documentaries. Mm -hmm. I don't know why. I think I've just recommended them, like, on the homepage. And I was like, okay. So, um, the first one that I watched was called We Work, or The Making of and Breaking of a $47 billion Unicorn. Ooh, I wanted to watch this. Okay, I can't wait to hear. So... Obviously, I think everyone knows about WeWork because either you've either worked in the space or you may have even gone to an event in the space. Mm-hmm. Like we went to an event for yeah, Pride we a few weeks or a few years ago. Gosh, was that 2018? I think so. <laughs> um, at the West Hollywood WeWork, which was fun. Mm-hmm. I remember having fun there. Yeah. Um, but I didn't know so many things about the company itself. Mm-hmm. Um, I know it was portrayed as like this really millennial type company where it's like, look at all these benefits. Like, um, it's, we're also happy. Look at the culture. Um, but this documentary goes into like more of the realities of what happened there. So for anyone who does know about WeWork, let's just say there's a new CEO now. Mm. So. Okay. Um, I will let you all watch it for yourself to find out more of the backstory. Um, but I would definitely recommend it is worth it. Oh, okay, good. Cause that's something that's on my list. Oh, yeah. I, I would say though, as like a preference or preference, what like, just like, it, it's very like smart people numbers. <laughs> like, like it's not like, I don't know how to say this. Like, um, it's not like a lighthearted documentary so to speak like you have okay. to pay attention got you got you you can't zone out it's you can't zone festival. out no no no. it's not a fire festival <laughs> you cannot zone out because like if you do you'll, like, you'll be rewinding to be like what oh wow okay interesting so you good gotta pay to attention yeah but it's worth it okay it's definitely worth good it. to know i was also on the hulu train this past week um and i am a lover of home renos Love watching them. Oh. Um, so I started watching Christina on the Coast from HGTV. I know, Sabrina, you're like, what? She is so black to me. Uh, 
So, I am almost done with season one. I was flying through episodes. So, if you don't know who Christina is, Christina is like Christina and Tarek. They were a part of Flipper Flop. Um, and then they got a divorce. And then this is like her, like rebranding of herself like this is my new show and it's half her life and then half her remodeling um people's like one or two places in their houses um so i i actually do really enjoy her design style it's very similar to like my taste so Mm -hmm. i think that i really enjoy um but I'm also interested in seeing an HGV, HGTV show that, like, shows more of these people's lives. Because I think the only other show that did that was, like, Joanna and Chip's show. Um, so I, I like the style of the show, and it's very digestible. Um, but I did find out later, like, it's showing her and an aunt, Christina and aunt, and that was, like, the guy that she's dating, who I find actually very attractive, <laughs> Aunt Anstead. He's, like, this British guy, loves cars, like, tall, attractive man that she was dating and then ends up marrying. And then I found out they had a kid and then they got a divorce. So, like, this is kind of sad. <laughs> so I'm, like, literally watching everything that happened in her life and, like, where she was having her honeymoon phase. And then now, like, it's nowhere like that. But the show, I think it's 100% worth it. Um, if you love a little bit of reality mixed with, some reno it's a good vibe i enjoy it and she's not boring on the show so if you're into that kind of vibe christine on the coast and there's that's, two seasons a, that's one you don't have to like fully pay attention to either yes no? you i i you can you like be cooking dinner while correct you can be, be cooking dinner and and then you can like tune in when you want to know a little bit about her life or you can tune in a little bit about like when you want to see the reno and like <laughs> yes <laughs> good old time sounds good um, okay, so another documentary. This was recommended by a friend um, on Hulu as well. Okay, Hulu. Hulu does not is not sponsoring this segment. <laughs> we have no sponsors. <laughs> no sponsors. But um, so it's a documentary called "The Orange Years: oh, A Nickelodeon Story." Oh, interesting. So basically, anyone who was born before. Probably 1993 and like between the, I'll say between the years of like 1984 to 1993 might enjoy this the most. Okay. Um, cause it's like very nostalgic of what Nickelodeon was like. Like Slime Time um, Live, all that stuff. Slime Time Live. That was Nickelodeon. They didn't do that. So it was before that, I guess. They didn't even touch on, um, Oh my gosh! Figure it out. That wasn't okay. even that wasn't even mentioned. It was like all that. Okay. Um, Keenan and Kel was mentioned. Okay. Um, and that's that was like the latest stuff that they mentioned, and it was like all that. The cast members ended at Keenan Thompson and Kel oh, and Lori Beth. Lori Beth Denberg. Denberg. Mm-hmm. Like it didn't even go like when Nick Cannon was on. Oh well. Or Amanda Bynes. Like it, like that's what I'm saying. Like it was between these years of age that you probably will enjoy it most mm-hmm. um there was talk of Rocco's Martin Life mm-hmm. um Ren and Stimpy mm-hmm. um Are You Afraid of the Dark Ah uh, Real Monsters Clarissa explains it all they didn't even do Ah Real Monsters really? which I, I feel- loved yeah yeah that's interesting but either way um the documentary was like very nostalgic like I said and it talks about how the network was formed oh okay um and birth. And a woman was the person that ran the 
the the network for years oh, too. Oh, that's interesting. I didn't know that. Um, and based on what it sounded like, she was very much like, like pretty much the culture that you like dream of working in as a creative, where she was like, "Give it a go." She's like, "Let's try it. Let's try it." Like a very big like, "Let's try it and see how it goes" type of environment. Love that. Which is why things like Rugrats got made. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, so, I mean, it's it's great for people that work in the industry, because you're like, oh, that exists. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow, what um, a concept. What a concept. <laughs> and look how it works. Yeah. Oh um, and um, it also is just, like, great to, like, go back to your childhood and be like, oh, my God, I remember that show. Like, I right. forget what that's like. Oh, um, that's Pete and Pete, they talk about that show, too. Oh, Oh, interesting. Yeah, so I think it's worth it, like, if you want to revisit your childhood for an hour and a half. Oh, I love to revisit my childhood every once in a yeah. while. Yeah, and it's just, just interesting overall. Mm-hmm. So. Okay. I oh. recommend. Oh. I worth, it's worth it. Yay. <laughs> Moving on to Rapid Fire. So, um, we had an announcement this week from Demi Lovato. Demi Lovato um, just came out as non-binary this past week. They will now be officially changing their pronouns to they, them. Um, Lovato actually came out on Twitter and on their podcast, um, that they now have. And I know they also said that it might come as a shock for most of their fans, knowing them as the sexy feminine pop star in the leotard. So, um, I just want to say congratulations to Demi Lovato for, you know, coming out and. Did Demi ever wear a leotard? Demi Lovato did wear a leotard on on tour. Like that was. Their oh, look. I don't think I realized that. Mm-hmm. That was like their their look. They're like the sexy pop star look. So. Okay. So congratulations, Demi. Okay, so um, this is an interesting, weird, wacko story. So, a high school in Florida is now issuing refunds after they retouched yearbook photos. I know exactly. I know this story because I saw this and I was like, oh my god. It's so weird. So, Bartram Trail High School in Florida had edited 80 female student yearbook photos. What is Florida? What is Florida? Oh my gosh. So, like, they used black boxes to cover up students' photos for modesty. Like, like a censor thing. On a television screen. <laughs> so a girl had like a little bit of cleavage. Like, they were like so black small. Box. So small. Beyond. Because like usually people are modest in their yearbook photos in general. Right. Um, so parents and students had made complaints and the district said it would issue refunds if the yearbook was returned. That is where I'm confused. What? I was like, I gotta find another source, but it's like you have to return the yearbook to get your $100 back? I, I'm very confused. No, it's just like... You, you should just give me the money back. Yeah. Like, you, you messed up my picture. You messed up my picture. I didn't ask for this. You didn't tell yeah. me that you were going to be doing this. Exactly. Mm. Whatever. So the district released a statement um, that the school has in the past followed a procedure that allowed it to keep students who violated dress codes and codes of conduct out of the yearbook. So the digital alterations were a solution to make sure all students were included. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> like can you believe can you imagine a parent had uh spoke with the saint augustine record which i guess is a local newspaper mm-hmm. um and said i think it sends the message that our girls should be ashamed of their growing bodies mm-hmm. and i think that's a horrible message to send out to these young girls that are going through these changes 
Which I 100% agree with. I had to deal with that in school a couple of times. I also had to deal with it at Quinnipiac, okay? There was a whole situation (laughs) where women were not allowed to wear tank tops at the gym. Oh, the spaghetti strap thing, too. Yes, and I'm like, I always... allowed to wear spaghetti strap. Right, and most women want to work out in a spaghetti strap because it's hot, okay? You're sweating. It's more comfortable to be in a spaghetti strap. And I remember I went to the gym, and then I got pulled over by someone, and they were like... You're going to have to put this shirt on. And I was like, what? And they gave me this ugly gray shirt. And I actually still have it. <laughs> and I, and it kind of like makes me laugh. Was it clean? It was clean. It was a brand new shirt. Like it came out of the packaging and then they gave it to me. And it actually said Southern University on it. Which was, That's not even. And then it wasn't even a Quinnipiac. It wasn't even a Quinnipiac shirt. They couldn't even give you branded merchandise. Right. They, they ended up giving me. School branded merchandise. Another school. Um, but I still have it because actually a very comfortable shirt. But like. <laughs> Just, like, thinking back on that, I'm like, can you imagine that you, like, are so fragile that you can't see a woman's shoulder? That seems like it's a you problem and not a me problem. Correct. And it's like, why don't we just teach men to not, like, lust after children? Right? <laughs> like, that's maybe problem. Maybe it is, like, psychological. I don't know. But it's like, it seems like they're making it a, a problem for women and not for the men that have issues with it. Yep. And it's based on our high school, which I will not name, but there has been a teacher that was convicted mm-hmm. of child molestation. Mm-hmm. So after many, 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 many years of hearing things, of hearing things. Mm-hmm. And the fact that like, I always, now as an adult, I wonder what teachers were hearing because like there's no way that students were the only people that were like lingering in the hallway talking about this. oh no so oh, it's like no. why wasn't he reported in 2004 when i was in high school and right? was hearing about it right and i was hearing it too exactly and that's how many years later like four <laughs> yeah maybe more because i graduated yeah a couple years later but mm-hmm. okay so what, yeah. what do you what do you got to say then so y'all nasty Exactly. <laughs> Yo, nasty. <laughs> Stop policing women's bodies. Thank you. This Thank is... you. Thank <laughs> you. I have to say this in one one episode. Seriously. Uh, all right. So moving on to Airbnb. So I was scrolling down Black Twitter and this started trending. Um, so this guy tweeted, Airbnb and Uber tripping. We back to yellow cabs and hotels this summer. They not going to fee us to death. So that tweet went viral, which caused outrage. Um, and I think Business Insider did an article on it. So um, basically, Airbnb is known for these outrageous fees recently. And to the point where people will be paying like double what their actual stay fee is because the cleaning fees are so high and then they have taxes that are high. So Airbnb responded in a blog post, which I didn't know Airbnb does blogs, but here we are, um, explaining its fee structure. Um, And they're saying that the host is the one that sets the nightly rates and the cleaning fees and that the company typically charged a service fee for about 14%, which is what local governments um, often charge taxes for for hospitality businesses. But Airbnb, I know for me, was always like, in my mind, oh, it's the low-cost alternative to hotels. Like, you yeah. can go and stay at someone's house because it's $60 a night versus paying one fifty. dollars But since travel is picking up, and now they're saying there's a 52% surge across 
um, and gross bookings in the last quarter, people are seeing an increase in prices in Airbnb rentals. Um, so here's the thing about Airbnb. I'm not staying at one anymore. I'm not, I, besides the one that we have booked for Thanksgiving, like there's no reason for me to ever stay at an Airbnb because why do I want to clean up after myself? Like hotels are great for that. Like I leave, I can ask for new towels. Towels just arrive. I can have room service. I don't have to make my own meals. Like why stay at an Airbnb unless it's for like a specific event, like a bachelorette party where you want like a full house or if you want to host your family for Thanksgiving, like those are the only reasons for me that I would want to stay at an Airbnb. Otherwise I'm going to stay in a hotel, right? Always. I always prefer a hotel. I saw one that had a cleaning fee. It was like base, like per night was like 150 a night. And then this, this is an Airbnb by the way. So like 150 a night. And then their cleaning fees were another $150 and then plus the fees. And then the person was like, I might as well stay an extra day because that's the same price. You might as well just stay at the Four Seasons. Right? Well, the Four Seasons are much more expensive than 150 Well, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just saying. Well, if you add up the fees and stuff. Yes. Yeah. But right now, Twitter, <laughs> I mean, right now, Twitter is correct. Airbnb and Uber prices are absolutely Yeah, nuts. Uber has definitely gone up in price. I took a Uber last night from the LAFC game to my friend's apartment, which was maybe two miles away, and it was $34. What? That's mm-hmm. wild. Insane. Absolutely insane. Oh, no, 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 honey. <laughs> so, I'd rather walk. Two miles isn't that long. See, Lyft is cheaper, but there's not enough people driving on Lyft. So you're stuck using Uber, and, like, the prices is astronomical. So I'm, like, I'm about to be driving everywhere this summer. You're going to be walking. You're going to be walk. Just walk. I'm walking. Mm-hmm. I'm walking. Exactly. I'm walking. Mm-hmm. That's that on that. All right. That's why I'm glad for New York City subways. Although I haven't ventured in one since COVID. But I know. I was about to say. Like, have you I'd rather play pay two seventy five. Same. For I my know. ride. Well, LA is not really on that trend yet. They haven't quite got there. Yet. No, not yet. So we're still taking Ubers or maybe cabs. I don't know. Maybe if a cab does cab do cabs have apps? Like I don't know where no, cabs No, you are. have to call 1-800-777-777. That was Connecticut. <laughs> <laughs> I know that very well. Metro taxi. Yeah. And and I don't know if you've seen cabs in LA, but they're the worst drivers in LA. They're no, slow. They all are. It's like it's like one of the requirements to be a taxi driver. They like put them through a course with like a dummy in the back, and they're like, does the dummy's neck fall off when you're driving? And like it must fall off for you to pass the course. On my way back home, literally like. An hour ago, there was a cab driving in two lanes. I was like, sir, like, you literally drive for a living. Why are you in two lanes? <laughs> I'm over it. I am so over it. <laughs> SMH. Well, that's that on that, everyone. Thank you again for listening in to Yesterday Today. Um, don't forget to subscribe, if you haven't already, to Apple Podcasts or Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts, and we will see you next week.